0: What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, May 21st, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swasky, aka Southside Zoe, aka Father Zoe. And with me, as always, is Mr. Aldo Soto.
1: Guys, big announcement when we get to the cups portion of the show, uh, I think I'm ready to admit when I'm wrong about
0: something. I got one of those two.
2: What?
0: I got one of those two. I'm wrong a lot, that is sad. Right. And the good reverend, Mr. Old School himself, K-Fids.
2: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, cool. I was just taking 3-0 real quick. Okay, now let's go. It's 3-1. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've had that in your head all day. That's awesome. you just came up with that. Um, so, obviously, we got a very packed show for you tonight. We're going to talk um, about the White Sox, the first place team with the best record in the AL and the biggest run differential. Um, we're obviously going to talk 45 minutes about Nick Madrigal hitting a home run. Um, and then if we have time, we might talk about Tony La Russa and some of that other crazy shit that's going on. Um, that's a joke. We're obviously going to address that first. but uh, And then we're going to get into, you know, the Cubs are picking up a little bit of steam, too. Took a nice series against Washington. They're rolling a little bit. So all that and then some so let's sit back it's actually feel today's like the first summer day in chicago so let's sit back and uh let's tap this kite
3: rebuild the favorites we here for the latest south side or the north side not tuned to the greatest home team for the home teams both sides got our own rings on the mound or the long ball but we don't put the wrong strings yeah it's that time of the year now. Yeah. Rigley or Ganty, so the whole league that we hear now. Yes. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is pinwheels and knife. Yeah, this is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. you waiting for. You can put it on a boy. Every season, make it all Every season make it all change. Take me out to the bars, yeah. Bar, yeah. This is what you're waiting for, you board, yeah. you can put it on the board, yeah. Every season make it all change Every Season make it all change
0: as always, the show is brought to you by Points Bet. Make sure you're downloading the app, get that thing activated, and take advantage of all the new user bets. Uh they actually got a really cool one this weekend for the PGA championship. If you're a first time better, you can there's a bunch of chance, bunch of prizes you can win as a first time better, one of them being um Paige We already have intro music too. We already played it. Um
2: you're on time,
0: and then also <laughs> The show is brought to you by us cuz we put a lot of time and money and effort into this. So go buy a damn shirt, mug, onesie. Um I don't know what holidays coming up, but buy Father's something. Father's, Day. Father's Day. Day. Yeah, buy a t-shirt for, for, for your dad. Buy a t-shirt for yourself for being a good dad. Buy a onesie. Buy a buy coffee a mug for
2: yourself for wearing gloves and not being a dad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. Buy his or her coffee mugs. It's all there. We tweet out the link. And as always, if you want to support the show, the link is pinned at the top of our Twitter page um, at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. So, buy, yeah, buy a jumper. You can go on the White Sox road trip
2: to New York. Um, buy a shirt even if your sperm works or not, really. Let's be and honest.
0: then one other thing before we get started here, I do want to shout out that this whole cool new concept of, like, White Sox Thursday night, if you're watching us live on YouTube, obviously, we were on time tonight at 530 Central.
2: And the um, first time ever.
0: Yeah. This, this seriously. <laughs> I mean, we joke about it, but, like, we literally were on at 530. This is, the, like, the first time ever. Um, so, we're at 530. Uh, our good friend Sox Machine, they'll be live at 7. And then bringing it home will be our fellows. Actually, yeah, I got their shirt on. Um, the good guys from the 108. So, uh, you got us, then you got and then you got the 108. If you're watching us live, you can watch us live on Periscope, on YouTube, on Facebook Live. I mean, literally.
2: Pornhub.
0: Yep. You've got Friends on, Only. We're on the hub. We got an OnlyFans. The is pretty sweet, though. That's yep, the one. That's, that's a little expensive. expensive. We great. show nipple on that one. Um, it only half. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's get into it. <laughs> So to yeah, paint, keep it positive huh? <laughs> I know. To paint the scene. I mean it's real simple. Um the Sox were beating the living shit out of the twins. Everybody was having a good time. Nick Madrigal hit a home run. Um yes, if stick around for the one oh eight podcast if you want to be angry about the season tickets, because White Sox, I guess they're not giving season ticket holders their normal seats. I don't know. I'm not I don't have 108 money, so I don't have season tickets, so apparently. But there's a lot of people that are very pissed off. But um, White Sox were kicking the shit out of Minnesota. It was a great night. Magical hit a home run. Everything was going right. Feeling really great. Everything smooth. And then Minnesota punted the game. They're like, all right, this shit's over. And they put in Big Boy, their third baseman slash catcher, the turtle, to come in and pitch. He's throwing 47-mile-an-hour BP pitches over the plate. Yerman gets a 3-0 count and said, fuck that shit, mink," And <laughs> fucking took it and hit it into St. Paul. People got big mad. People got mad. And then when people get mad, then people get that aren't mad are mad at the people that are mad. And then the fucking worst two words in baseball started just coming out all over the place. Unwritten rule. Oh, it is so much fun. I love talking about unwritten rules in baseball. They're there. I get it. And a lot of them I kind of agree with, but like, I don't know. So here's my whole thing. on, And I could be real quick on this and then we're going to move around. Cause Kev's going to give uh, insight on like a manager's point of view and, you know, clear up some of the things of the unwritten rule and then, I think me and Aldo are pretty much on the same page with a lot of this stuff. I really uh, only have
1: one question because apparently – I mean, go, get into it, though. But well, I, think there's, I think somebody missed a meeting on the unwritten rules. But go, go well,
0: ahead. that's I need a little clarification. Some things are contradicting themselves that happened in right? this week. <laughs> but basically, my whole problem with the whole situation is if Jerman blew off a sign from his manager, yes, he should be dealt with in-house kangaroo court in the locker room. I don't like that Tony called him out in front of the press. I understand that you have to teach a rookie a lesson, and, yes, Kev, as we talked about before the show came on, Yerman is still a rookie. I don't care if it took him 27 years to get to the show. He is still a rookie in Major League Baseball. But if you blow off a sign from your manager, you should be there should be repercussions for that privately. I do not like that Tony called them out in front of the press. I really hope someone got into Tony's ear and just said, you know what? It's okay to say no comments. Sometimes it's okay to just like blow shit off. Like, and Kevin, you brought it up. And I thought that was a perfect way to say it. It was almost like, um, LaRusso was having too casual of a conversation with these reporters. Like he was just kind of like letting it fly. And like, Unfortunately, we live in a day and age where you can't do that because every – especially Tony La Russa with the scrutiny coming into the season, every little word he says is under 10 different microscopes. So I did not like that. I did not like that Minnesota threw at Yerman, and and I get that that's the old school mentality. But in all honesty, I don't really care that they did because now a bullpen that's already shitty is going to be missing a pitcher for three games because he – Taught Yerman a lesson, I guess. But and then Rocco Baldelli coming out and arguing it was probably the funniest argument ever. I I was literally like tearing up because I was laughing so hard at Rocco Baldelli arguing it. Twitter was fantastic when that happened. We're getting
1: bro. some old. We're getting some uh, old school uh, play this week from managers. Uh, we got obviously oh, yeah. old Tony stuff. David Martinez uh, getting out the first base bag. Uh, that was great in the Clubs game. Love that. that. was that was hilarious. You're telling
2: me people that are in their fifties are acting like people people in their their (laughs) fifties? Dear God. (laughs) Watch
0: out. Holy shit. You
2: 20-year-old, fuck you. You guys are acting like you're 20. What's wrong with you? You should be acting like you're 12. But the best
0: thing that you you, said, Kev, because just so you all know, we have a chat that we use every day, and some days are more lively than the other. It's been very active since the fucking whole situation started. But the best thing that you said, Kevin, that really resonated with me, we've all been on teams where we've looked at the coach as the cranky-ass old man. And he was the coach. He's coach. But, like, yeah, we bust his balls. Like, we make fun of the coach. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if the coach wore, like – knee-high tube socks and those old coaches shorts that his left nut was hanging out of. We were all giggling about that shit and making fun of him and stuff like that. You don't go around. I don't think I've ever been on a team. I've always respected my coaches, but I don't think I've always been like, you know what? My coach is one cool motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, he's not my friend. He's my coach. And yeah, no, that includes you. Um, (laughs) And so that's just kind of what I saw. And then you saw the live videos like, and yes, I know TA was commenting on shit, but that's just, it's just public what we do normally in the locker room. Like, and you saw the video, the thing that was like the icing on the cake for me was the Yoan Mankata theme trip to New York. And I thought that was awesome. And then right away they took a team picture and Tony wasn't in it. So holy shit. And Yohan live on Instagram and he gets on the plane and the second person on the plane is Tony La Russa. He's not in the team picture because he didn't dress like it because I can see Tony being like, I ain't doing that shit. But he had Which a flannel. on Yeah, he had a flannel on a vest. He's a 76-year-old guy. Would have been hilarious to see him in a romper. Would have been absolutely think I
1: don't think we, we want yeah.
2: it. Yeah. With the
0: yeah. Old yeah, but I don't know if rompers go over depends, but <laughs> well, he has it depends. <laughs> but he had, he had his flannel on with a vest. He looked like he was about to take little Timmy fishing, like in a Folgers commercial. But moncada put the camera on him, ear to ear smile,
2: Lipstick.
0: and moncada started smiling. Like everybody's smiling. Like I mean, if <laughs> I thought you guys it was like Tony La Russa day, you <laughs> <laughs> thought it was it's dressed on like... you guys. It's dressed like Tony Larusa day. Oh, but that's it. That's all I have. to... I mean, <laughs> I really don't want to get into it. I just. The the public shaming I could have done without, don't blow off signs. You get reprimanded in the locker room privately. Tony did say some stupid shit, but, I mean, he just needs to, I guess, kind of tighten it up a little bit to the press. So, that's my whole two cents on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Pep.
2: Okay, I mean, well, again, so let's 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 clarify something here real quick, because there's a misconception about the unwritten rules of baseball. And that's what I really want to address more than anything else, because I'm so sick and tired. Again, it's an easy cop out intellectual laziness for the young generation to simply chalk up every time someone gets pissed off about something to the unwritten rules. It's intellectually dishonest. So I'm going to say this right now. Here are the unwritten rules of baseball. Number one, play hard at all times. Number two, respect your opponent at all times. Number three, respect the game at all times. All right, play fair. In other words, that's it. Everything else at that point is subjective. Everything else at that point is based on a case-by-case basis. For example, if Tim Anderson is facing a pitcher that he knows doesn't give two shits if he bat tosses, bat toss the hell out of it. If he faces a pitcher that he knows doesn't like the bat toss and he bat tosses it in the guy's face, hey, that's a little disrespectful. That would be breaking an unwritten rule. Now, if he doesn't know, if the pitcher does it, you do it at your own risk and the pitcher will let you know if he likes it or not by the time you're at second base and for future references, you know. That's one of the things. Respecting your opponent. This whole thing with the unwritten rules, it's it, the idiot Minnesota broadcaster saying that hitting a home run up 3-0 when a pitcher is on the bump that's a position player is the dumbest shit I've ever heard because it's not an unwritten rule. And that's what gets everything started is a bunch of homer broadcasters getting ass hurt because somebody hit a home run. Um, I'm, out. I'm out. Yeah. I just wanted to add in. But... True.
1: And then also Tony LaRusso. Well, because the questions were framed <laughs> that way, most no, of these people no, no, no. are
2: doing it.
1: No, 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 hold yeah. on, hold on. No no, 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 that's why I wanted to you're like. like you are
2: saying because you gave him the take sign.
1: Exactly, which means right. he he thinks it's disrespectful, or what or he thinks it's okay, whatever. And, right. And the do it on three, and uh, that's why I wanted to say, Kevin. I think you. I think you missed uh, an unwritten rules meeting, because do you see the stats on the 3-0 counts and leading by ten plus runs?
2: Mm-hmm. Apparently, 500 like 567 straight people didn't swing at a 3 0 pitch. Yeah, because usually most of those, though, they weren't facing position players. Now, it happens. I think today, a lot like, of those,
1: but, when you're up 10 plus runs, bro, this is more the past thing. five years.
2: This has been a newer thing over the last couple of years that people use exactly.
1: <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> literally what the past like five years. Yeah, and and a and lot so, of position players.
2: Pitch. But here's the thing yes, Tony La Russa, who's the manager, again, it's subjective, doesn't think swinging swinging three Oh at all in that circumstance is appropriate. Now, because he's the manager and because he's the boss, he goes out and, and McEwing also also confirmed they did give a take sign at some point. Now, usually you're not even giving signs with anybody on base usually, but in that situation, I'm assuming they had, they were like, hey, you know, we, we have signs that when we're up and we're blowing teams out where we're like station to station, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, you know, Tony La Russa, it's missing the sign that got, again, because Tony La Russa immediately was asked in the press conference, would you have a problem with that if it was a 3-1 count and he hit the home run? And he said, no, I'd be perfectly fine with it. It was the fact that he said, take this pitch, and then he swung despite the take. Either he missed it or he ignored it, whatever it is. Kangaroo court handles it. It is what it is. But that, again, we talk about subjectiveness. We talk subjectivity. If the other person in the deck, now, again, it really should be about the pitcher and the hitter uh, and, and the fielder and the player, you know, between the players, but you do have the management. And we have to say this. You want to get upset about Tony La Russa saying, sorry, look, managers are in their own fraternity. So if someone that, like, ups- say a manager is a dick to a player, that player's friend on their team is going to go, man, I'm sorry, my manager was a dick to you. In the same kind of breath, this fraternity of 32 managers in major league baseball, they have a fraternity. He's like, Hey bro, my bad. That's not us. I've said it. I've said it a million times as a coach. When we've done something stupid, and I, I was like, "Oopsie!" You know, I don't. You know, I didn't publicly castrate my guys uh, in in a way that he did. But at the same time, you do have your your again. The unwritten rules are, are are subjective, and it's based on who you're offending and who you're not offending. If nobody's offended by it, and this is the thing that younger generations need to understand. Sooner or later, you're going to be the old generation. Sooner or later, old dudes like me are going to be dead and gone, and it's going to be your game. And there won't be anybody really left in the game that's going to get butt hurt about it in the first place. But to expect and act like there isn't. 70 years of fandom ahead of you that don't agree sometimes with some of this stuff is ignorant. It's very narcissistic. It's very much what a young generation does. Every generation's thought my older generation ahead of us doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. And I know better than them. And we're always wrong. They always know better than us in some way, shape or form, but the unwritten rules are there to protect the integrity of the game in the sense of play hard at all times, respect your opponent and, and always play it straight and play it fair. Okay. The biggest Bush league thing that was done with the White Sox the other night was throwing a position player out there that throws forty-five miles an hour. That's more disrespectful to the game. That was the Bush league. That and Donaldson, of course, pimping a home run when they're down that's twelve. That's subjective, Kevin. That is subjective. And guess what? Everybody like, on the other side would be very like, so that's, Bush why. that's what I'm saying. Is the unwritten rules, but but to blame it on unwritten rules constantly. It's, it's, it's such a subjective thing that the unwritten rules, they're not written because it's so subjective that you can't write them down. Um, now, if Richard gets pissed off that a player pops out and runs in front of the mound because that's their territory, they're going to let you know, and next time you're not going to do it. But if you do it again after you're told, then you're a prick and you're trolling and you are now Bush League. That's the whole thing is. Intentionally trying to offend somebody is Bush League. Accidentally offending somebody in the game is a, my bad, I won't do it next time. And then, of course, respecting your opponents and playing hard is playing 100%. You're going to get hurt if you don't. I don't give a shit if you're up 15 Swing the bat, and when we're up 15 in a game as a coach, we are going to hit the baseball and we're going to run it. If it's a double in the gap, we're going to take a double. Now, if it's a wild pitch, if it's a base hit to center, we're probably not going to take aggressive turns and and try and score on stuff. But you play if you pull up, you're going to get hurt. So you do need to stop it sooner or later. And I'm more upset, honestly, that the the that the if my unwritten rules, I guess we'll call it, I'm more upset that the bullpen for the Twins owed the game outs, and they instead. Passed it off on a position player and disrespected the game that way. Now the Minnesota Twins bullpen owes the baseball gods multiple outs that they didn't get because they didn't play the game right. They threw it out. Why don't you just forfeit the game? Well, that's, Honestly, yeah. that's All the guys said. in the field well, forfeit the damn game. That's better well, for me. I would respect
1: that more. You brought up like the and like bring in the position player, and like how that's disrespecting the game. I, I saw a lot of that too. But it's like, I mean, as a manager, as a team, you're trying to do the best thing that helps out your team, not just for that day, but the next few days. Um, obviously that day was awful for the twins and they've been awful. That bull, that entire pitching staff has been horrible. It's awesome. So like, <laughs> you're not just going to waste more guys in a meaningless game that you're not going to win. Right. It's like it's how I don't that. see, I don't get that argument either. About like, Oh, I mean, that is just the game. What just well, the hit
2: Home run three. you mean, or what? The, no, or? like
1: get it. If, if you're getting blown out and it's like, what was that? The eighth inning, ninth inning, like you're not going to come back. Like
2: right. well,
1: most likely you're not going to come back when you're down 11 runs or whatever it was. <laughs> If you throw in a uh, position player to pitch,
2: like, I don't see the whole, I mean, that is just. Being upset that wow. shit like that happens. When The minute you bring in the position player, it's happy fun time. It's the exactly. no, call no. and the fuck around gang at that point. No, we- it's, it's beer league softball. Have a blast. Getting upset with anything that happens after that point is irrelevant. And that's what I'm, and I understand the old, you know, the, the older generation, especially look, I'm not, I'm old school, but I'm not that old school. You guys and I, we've had our debates about the bat tosses a long time, you know? Since we first started the podcast, and and you could tell that I've I've changed a little bit of my sentiment as well. I've come a little mm-hmm. bit around based on against circumstance, but that's again that's growing with the game. You know, you have to understand that this is still Tony La Russa is still you know, and again the hyperbole on White Sox Twitter has been absolutely exhausting, comparing Tony La Russa and following the signs to the Holocaust a little much. Okay, they were hard. just following orders, like <laughs> oh my god. Okay, telling you know openly wishing for Tony La Russa to die. Because he's a ba- you know you don't appreciate how he's a manager. I've seen I've seen tweets die old man literally die old man or I can't wait till this fucker dies. Like holy crap! It's I not that serious. I don't understand. I understand that you don't like him as a manager. Cool. How about this? I don't agree with him as a manager. I hope he gets fired. We leave it at that. It's
0: not that serious. And so, so then-
2: if you wish death on someone. You are creating karma that hopefully doesn't but may come back on your own family. Like watch what you say of that kind of stuff. That's just not that's bad. karma. So
0: here's my whole thing. And hopefully, although we'll be back in a minute, but your opinion, there's nothing wrong with your opinion. Right. My opinion on it, there's nothing wrong with my opinion on it. That's exactly what it is. It's a fucking opinion. So what I'm hoping to see more of is people actually having a conversation instead of being like, you don't agree with me. Fuck you. You're wrong. That's not no one grows in that. No one. No one learns from that. No one that accomplishes. Absolutely fucking nothing. The whole thing of, like, our opinions are different about a manager for a baseball team leads to, like, people, like, doxing people and death threats and, like, all this other shit. It's, like, what the fuck is going on, man? I'm just here to have a good time, dude. Like, shit's getting fucking wild. It's getting fucking I'll weird. Agree. It's getting weird on the hard field, hard. man. But that's all. I, I just, you know, I try to have a real open mind about this stuff and, like, you know, and then you got people coming in and be like, you can't have an opinion on this because you've never played higher than this level. And da, da, da. it's like, dude, what the fuck is going on?
2: But the one thing, the one thing I will say, though, is it is it, it the, the one, you know, the game, you can watch the game and you can understand the game and you can say that you didn't play the game and you can learn the game. And that's absolutely fantastic. But I can say this, if you've never actually been in a clubhouse for an, a team or a group, it is very difficult for you to understand What's going on? That's what I think a lot of people are misunderstanding the clubhouse of the Chicago White Sox right now, because what goes on inside the inner sanctum of that clubhouse. Remember, clubhouse is indicative of people that are allowed in there. Who's allowed in the clubhouse? Members of the club. What happens when you're in a club? You keep shit in house, right? What goes on in the club stays in the club, skull and bones, whatever. And so you get this group that is in there. And this is what, the, this is what we talked about on our chat is, the, um, is that you saw these guys getting on the airplane. And they were having a blast. They were having fun. And this is what I like about Tony LaRusso and what he's done. He may say stuff in the press. He may have an old school mentality. He may drive people insane. But you know what he hasn't done yet? He hasn't told any one of his players to stop being themselves. He may have punished Yerman for missing a sign, but he hasn't told Tim Anderson to stop going out there and saying swing away 3-0. He hasn't told Lance Lynn to go out there and and, and clam up and toe the company line. And when Lance Lynn said what he said publicly... The, the, the line was great. I thought LaRusso said, well, that's great. He has a locker. I have a desk. Well, that's cool. He can have his opinion. I'm the one that writes the lineup. And that's it. And It, and wasn't, a, it wasn't a meme. Man. And also, he hold on. Tom,
0: stop there for a second. Stop there for a second. Because the whole Lance Lynn thing, guys, they've been friends for like yeah. 15 years. Like mm-hmm. That's just like Fid saying something and me being like making a smart-ass remark about it. The only thing is it's a little bit more highlighted. Like People are making... People like want to get offended to get pissed off, which... Microanalyzation. Leads me to the next thing because although he lost his Wi Fi for a minute, he'll be back. But can we just switch gears and talk about the White Sox are 26 and 16 with a plus 73 run differential? They needed so they beat the Shadow Twins, and then the next night it was a terrible ending of the game. Twins came back and beat them. Well, Miguel Sano came back and beat them. That fight, fuck, but. They needed a big game from Lucas Giolito in the day game on Wednesday for a couple of reasons. They needed to get back in the swing of things. And keep in mind, the White Sox, they don't lose two games in a row this year. It just doesn't happen. And But it was also a big game just to get Lucas Giolito, who's been – I don't want to say he's struggling. I don't like how people are throwing the struggling tag on him, but he's been off. You know what I mean? Ever since that Boston start where he got mm-hmm. shelled – He's been off, and that's what started the whole like people tweeting his dad and shit. But mm-hmm. um, and just off the off the off the <laughs> but, uh, I just really wanted, and I I said I've been doing those uh Twitter Spaces with Josh and flow and those guys, which are we've been doing those pre games. So you guys should check those out. Those um, really cool. It's it's still a lot of fun. It's quick. You know, you get to, and it's just nice to talk about different shit, but. I said before the the Wednesday game, I was like, it just how nice it would be to have like a big Lucas Giolito performance. And he came out and he did not come out hot whatsoever. And Lucas said that in his post game press conference. But then he ended up striking out, I think, 11. He went eight innings deep, only gave up one run on two hits. Both hits were to that mother (laughs) Nelson Cruz. (laughs) Um, And you know what they did in the post they're like, "Yeah, when did you know that you were feeling it?" He goes, "Oh, not till 678." He's like, "Then something clicked." He goes, "I was trusting my delivery. I was just focusing on my lower half of my body, and it showed dude, the changeup was back. The slider was nasty." I love Lucas Giolito post-game press conferences because he definitely likes getting into the analytic part of things. And huh. yes, and he's just like um, he goes they asked him, like, what did you do to get the slider back? And he said that Coach Katz put throwing the curveball back into his pitching practice because with the changeup and everything, he's more on the side. But by throwing the curveball back, we're actually talking about baseball now, although
2: by throwing the curveball again, he's getting more on top of it. You missed the whole conversation about dial up internet, too. But yes, we'll, we'll, we'll buffer that later.
0: Uh, <laughs> all those Wi-Fi went out, so he is coming to us from 1986 now.
2: Damn! Like me when I came from Cabo, I was doing my phone Cabo.
0: Yep. Uh, so, anyway, so
2: anyway, his adjustments on the slider, he flipped. Yeah.
0: Well, he flipped. yeah, so he could get more on top of the ball. We saw the bite. We saw the strikeouts. We had a vintage Lucas Giolito back. Huge game win. So, right now, the Sox have played Minnesota six times. They've won five out of six. Minnesota's in the fucking basement of the basement, and I hope more teams just bury them. Actually, I actually want them to play good this weekend because they're playing Cleveland, but it, I don't normally. So, to take a step back.
2: Can I, can I, can I real quick touch yeah. on what you talked about with Geo real quick? Mm-hmm. For you guys as White Sox fans, and again, he has struggled a lot this year, but it has to give you, it has to, it has to, I mean, if you're a baseball person and you've watched the game long enough, it has to resonate with you that in the middle of his outings, he's making these adjustments and he's feeling his body and he's knowing, and he's trying to tweak and he's trying to make these adjustments. He's not banging his head against the wall. He's actually trying to, make it work on the mound as opposed to saying i'm going to force this come hell and high water because i believe that this is the only way to get it done instead he's making adjustments he's listening to cats and -hmm. he's figuring out a way so him figuring out seven eight nine that means he's gone through maybe an inning maybe an inning in the third maybe two innings even and he's not his sharpest self and he treads water until he gets it and then it clicks and that's what a good pitcher does is a good pitcher gets it and then once they find it they get the key in the hole and it fits perfectly it's a square peg in a square hole they get rolling. And and to to hear a guy say that, and I love the cerebral part about Gio, by the way, because him and Katz, it's obvious that him and Katz have spent a lot of time together since he was in high school because they are pitching minds. That means they're having debates. They're texting probably at night about pitching philosophy and, and fundamental you know, delivery, you know, tweets mm-hmm. here and there. I love to see a guy on the mound that is not just a pitcher, not just a thrower, but also kind of what we would call like a renaissance man, someone that is is, is almost coaching himself without having to be told. Now you need to be told stuff all the time because you need another set of eyes. You need someone to watch from the other, you know, from ground level, but really to be able to know your body is, is, is an intangible that not all major league pitchers have. And there's, there's things that make aces aces because they can struggle. They can grind and then they can grind until they get that light turned on. And then the light turns on. And
0: It's just just nice to see him being a student of the game still.
2: I mean, he's, he's been, whoa, DSL phrasing.
0: Um, But, yeah, although I think Jumper hitting on you. Um, you can't see the comments, can you? I can't. I haven't opened the chat.
1: Um,
0: He said you got that DSL. He was talking about your internet, but I was th- talking about awesome. it. Excuse um, me? Anyways. I I was Dominican,
1: Dominican Summer League uh, comments.
0: Oh, that could be it, too. I could be way off on that. Definitely not do it, suck sucking loops. But anyways.
2: Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. My mom and my parents are listening. I didn't say it.
0: I'd, but it's like they were talking about Lance Lynn. And in the early days when Lance Lynn was pitching, he was struggling until he figured out tunneling.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and no. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, what? Did Richard Gere come in and work on him? Wait, what's? Uh, oh, wrong tunneling yeah my but, Let me wait.
0: but to watch lance lynn go out and he's throwing he's god i love when he throws those fuck you fastballs it's seriously my favorite thing about this season oh it's a three two count here's a fastball right down the middle hit it, hit it. you won't <laughs> he just doesn't give a shit oh yes. you're mike trout you hit fastballs better than anyone in the history of baseball here's three of them sit down it's fucking
2: great dude um and he's loud too. He barks. I love barkers. Oh yeah, I love he gets barkers. into it. I love dudes on the bump that like are primal. You know what? It's, you know uh, the Mad Hungarian. Um, what was his name? The Mad Hungarian. Uh, he pitched in the seventies. My gosh, what is his name? The Mad uh, Hungarian. Um, I look that up, but right? Al Ramboski. Al, Hrabowski, Al Hrabowski. He dude would wear a wig even on the bump, like sometimes just to intimidate the hell. He would be crazy enough just to scare the shit out of the guys in the box, and that was kind of a thing for a bit. And Lance Lynn is an old throwback, like. F you, him and Hendrix both. I like Hendrix too because those guys still talk to themselves. So I love talk to yourself, guys. I love guys G-Lito's that are. Gilito's a
0: big one too. Gilito talks to him. He does that whole like rocking, like. Mm-hmm. I love it I wish- when you call me Big Pop. But, I wish yeah, they, mic
2: up pitchers. I wish they would mic up pitchers for games. I want to hear Ooh. what those guys are because they might be saying, "Oh, dumfido, dumfido, dumfido." They may say, oh, "Hola, ram, hola, ram." They might be saying just gibberish for all we fucking know. So whatever for them. sure. Or he could be like, you know, today I can't wait to go home. I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes. Maybe I'm going to buy some dip. I'm going to get some cheez It's. I'm going to buy some pizza rolls and the pitches. Like I don't know. Some of these guys are weird as shit, especially lefties. So I would love to be able to like have them mic would up and hear the, Like mic up the glove. Put a little mic in the glove when they're barking in their glove. I want to know what they're barking into the glove. They're probably saying duck, or 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 or, or, or frick, or um, gosh darn it, horse pucky.
0: Yeah, probably. I think horse pucky is a big one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I want to. I don't want to mic up Bauer, but a Bauer couple.
2: Pitch. Yeah, no, I'm
0: Bauer wants to be mic'd up, and because he wants to be mic'd
2: up, I don't want him mic'd up. He likes to pitch with one eye closed. I like to pitch. I like him to pitch with his mouth shut. That's That'd me. be. I'm. I'm good with that. <laughs>
0: Um hold on. I just want to show
2: everybody the offense has been really Well yeah, been, one, real quick. This is,
0: I just want to show everybody this cuz it's fucking beautiful. If you <laughs> notice up here, here's the Chicago White Sox with the best record in the AL. Look at that beautiful run differential. If you go oh, all the way down to the bottom, there's a the Minnesota Twins. Fuck you.
2: <laughs> no, like, just at it, isn't it incredible? And if you're not, because you're listening, if you're listening, you can't see it. But the, the second team on that chart, uh, the White Sox are what, 73 uh, run run differential or whatever?
0: Oakland minus 14.
2: O- Oakland's in, Oakland almost has an identical record to the White Sox, but with a negative 16 run differential. It's, it's that, is, that boggles my mind that they have that many wins with that well, kind of A, differential.
0: a lot true. of it was like the first four games of the year. They lost like 28 to 2. That helps.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, reliever really chasing the ERA.
0: Some of the other things though to touch on about the White Sox before they head into New York. Um Liam Hendricks looks like he found his mojo. Uh the especially on the three outs he got to win the game on uh after coming in for um, Lucas Giolito on Wednesday because his slider was, or slider, or whatever. I'm not going to do an Australian accent.
2: Was, uh, no, no, do no. the rest put, of this. If, if you were to put your retainer in, you just called it a slider. Slider. This
0: slider was snapping. Super, uh, <laughs> super slider was snapping. Um, Who said no, that? You looking at my headgear? Are you doing
1: with, Aussie night?
0: I I really hope so.
2: I want them to do Tony Larusa night. They can wear like gray sweatpants, black socks, Velcro gray shoes. That would actually be
0: really funny, and I think that'd be good for Team Morale. I think it'd be really
2: baggy sweatshirt, like that would like almost come over his shoulder because he's not wearing an undershirt and he's just letting those old man.
0: One other thing too about the Moncada night thing, people were getting on Tony for not. Tim Anderson didn't do it either. Those were TA's normal clothes. Full mates. Yeah, no, and all I thought about uh, King Mac tweeted it out, and it was the perfect analogy of it. Remember when Derrick Rose got introduced at the All Star game, and like LeBron and Dwight Howard are dancing around, and Derrick Rose is just standing yeah. there, like
2: all this clown show shit. You
0: clown motherfuckers! Oh. That's just Southside, dude. And Tim Anderson has been so absorbed in the Southside culture that he was just like, I ain't doing that. I ain't wearing no comic book jacket.
2: Um, Honestly, guys, I could look at this too. I, I would pay. Top dollar for a Tony LaRusa, Tim Anderson having to live six months together in a condo, television real world style television sitcom. Like I would watch that. I, could you imagine those two living together? I would. would be boring.
1: Tony would just be sleeping most of the time.
2: That's true. It'd, He's be, old. it'd basically
0: be the TA show. I mean, that's Each not even. Tim either. throws a rager though.
1: That's not even like uh ha, ha Tony <laughs> is old, he's bad. It's like no, like he's just old people.
0: It would have guys. to be like a TA, it'd have <laughs> to be like TA and someone else with Tony LaRoos as like the guy on the couch.
2: You guys have to know when Tony ties one on, Tony's the life of the party. Yeah, Tony Russ like the, special, yes. Tony's the, life of the party. So when he's hanging out with the with the older crowd. He is Seems like TA. he's friend. the TA for his generation. He's he's that guy like "Oh, Tony's Tony's getting sauced. Watch this. He's gonna sing. He's probably gonna <laughs> sing to Barry Mallow on the karaoke. He's oh, killing it at the local Tony. VFWs. Oh my god, he had more <laughs> than three orders of that fish at the fish fry last night. Like and he's gonna oh my god, he's he's gonna sing totally clips of the heart from that, <sighs> that young new singer. Though. I would like to. I would love. Yeah, Tony, Tony with dreadlocks. <laughs> Pete, Mr. Hand just texted me. Goes, could you imagine him with dreadlocks like Floyd from True Romance? I'm like, yeah, I would. Oh, I, now I, I do. Look at him now. I want dreadlock Tony. I, I, I'm here for it. I need it. But s-
0: some of the other things back to, uh, Liam Hendricks looks good. Uh, Yo, Moncada you done fucked around and let that man get hot. <laughs> you you you're done fucked around because he's leading Major League Baseball in line drives. He's just, some of them are going right at guys, but he's hitting the shit out of the ball. He, I think he either broke or tied a White Sox record for consecutive games of having a hit and a walk, which is fantastic. As you know, I'm a big fan of guys taking walks. Uh, that's why he has money Grandel's having a the weirdest, most awesome season this year. Um, and then I do have to, I have to say something, although, in the spirit of what you said at the beginning of the show, this is my public apology. I still don't think you're good, but I'm going to stop busting your balls on Twitter all the time. Jake Lamb, you're okay. I said it. There it is. And later although, So <laughs> I said it. Jake Lamb, he's, he's been hitting, been doing okay. As long as they keep him in left field, if he plays first base again though, I'm going fucking ballistic. Uh by the way, speaking of first base, Kev, have you seen your boy in the right. field?
2: I have heard s-
0: sick double plays. Even laying
2: he out, though, he's he's scooping like a third baseman. I told him he, need, he need, he's I know. I know. But yeah, he's he's he again, he's doing what he does, man. He's you know versatile player and he you know what? At first I think he was a little bit trepidatious about it are a little trepid about it but you know what there's nothing more fun i take i personally was again not to, to as when i was a player but i personally enjoy being a guy that could play multiple positions i can say this i played all nine positions at one point or another during my four years of college all nine. my freshman year i played short center and second and then i jumped around a little bit left a little bit right but my, my 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 junior year i moved to second and then my senior year i shifted over to third i played first when big mike had to pitch like there was so many different things that kind of stuff is fun to be uh keith Moreland was my favorite one of my favorite players growing up he played everywhere he caught he did everything Chris doing that, it's fun. It's fun to play everywhere. Andrew Vaughn will tell you this. He's played first, he's played left, he's played right. I'm waiting for them to put him at like in center. I'm waiting for them to throw him at second just for the hell of it. Ooh. Those are, that's fun stuff for that. it, it is the glory days section. I apologize yeah. for the glory days. So, so uh, hold on. So you, you said
0: something there though that I want to final thought, and then we can get into what's to come for the socks and we can switch gears a little bit. But for shits and giggles, one of my favorite uh socks twitter files penal's tweeted out what a hundred percent healthy white socks lineup would look like right now and the order of the lineup is not the subject of focus here but what he had was uh t at short moncada at third you know jose abreu at first um Eloy in left, Luis Robert in center, uh, Grendel catching, and then Vaughn in right field with Yerman as DH and Madrigal at second. I, yep. I'm in. I Find me a hole in that lineup. And for all you people that just blindly hate Madrigal, you're wrong because <laughs> he's fucking playing hard. well. But.
2: <laughs> I hate you, Luke.
0: Well, I mean, but if I'm there just is saying, a like, hole in that lamp. I mean, if there was... I wouldn't even call it a hole. If there was like a, like a weaker part, it would be magical, but he just hits bombs no, now, no. so...
2: Coach no, no, yeah. yourself. Punch, Luke.
0: No, no. Sorry. Hey, Luke. Although, yeah. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's choppy, dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, he's a sludge, you. man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, although I call like four words.
2: I heard slap. Yeah,
0: I heard, I heard slap, and then you laugh. Magical <laughs> sucks. It's cutting out. Nope, I, I, heard, got, I heard that one. We heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one came in loud just removed
2: from the meeting. No. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: one came, oh wait, what's that? Although I think your phone's going out too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Skinemax. Skin no, um No, sorry. You know the thing that you love too about Zoe is, is is that you're seeing guys that are that are getting it done. I, again, you're talking about Yasmani Grandal too. Like all of a sudden. Those line drives that are that are being caught are now leaving the yard. He's still taking I, I have never I'm 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 sorry. I have never seen a player. Greatest I deadline mean, I've seen in a long time. It's in. It is, it is it is one of the best statistical anomalies of 2021 so far. Is the fact <laughs> that
0: he's, We did say we're on Pornhub now. Yeah, we are the <laughs> browser's
2: you. account is really we've got two followers and one of them's my grandma. but she's dead. Oh, look.
0: Look.
2: It's not working all though. Sorry, Bob Um we get that Wi-Fi again and we'll get back. We can do it. But but I love the fact that I love the fact that these again, you get these guys. It's you 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 tweeted this the other day. You tweeted this the other day, Zo. You tweeted this about the idea of like, look, rookies are gonna struggle. Guys are gonna have it's 162 games, they're gonna have bad moments. Can you just let them go through their, you know, they got to struggle to get back to the, you. It was a really good point. <laughs> and he just left. It's just, but then I, Nick, Magical hit yeah, I guy. was going to say, I tweeted that. And then the next game, magical go, it's
0: a Homer and a double and shit. Like you gotta let these kids just swing through shit, man.
2: It's baseball, man. It's a game of failure. Guys are going to go up, going to go down. You know, the best, the best teams have guys that carry you when the other guys are struggling. It, you don't want everybody to struggle all at once. Cause then they're like the Cubs, right? Um, you want everybody, you want little contingents to struggle in little bunches while the other guys are having their hot streaks and then you want everybody to peak at the same time in september so everybody's hot at the same time but you want everybody to go you have to go through a struggle in this game you have to struggle you have to learn you have to grow because there's so much film there's so many adjustments you have to you actually have to go up there and get beat so that you can grow um it's like burning it's like it's like a controlled burn in a forest fire right when you want to keep a natural like a forest preserve Good, like Yellowstone. You do a controlled burn so that it doesn't blow into a, turn to a full blown fire. It's a controlled burn. You get those 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 leaves that are on the ground out, and then you do it in sections so that everything is perfect over the course of time. And at the end, boom, hot yep. roll. And that's what the White Sox have been doing so far. They're still they're so good. I mean, I don't know what you guys expected. I don't know, Joe. This I don't is, know what this, fans is. Expected, but this is. A, a team that was lost two and a half guys, still has <laughs> the best record in baseball. And I don't know how much better I don't know how much better they'd be with the other guys in this lineup at all. I don't. I'm not entirely right. sure they're well, max effort right now.
0: That's the thing. I mean, if you look at their record right now at 26 and 16, they can easily have 30 wins, a couple bullpen fuck
2: ups, and you know what I mean. So, and but that also goes the other way. There's a couple right. of other opposing team fuck ups too. Right. Like, and so the other way, like so, it's, what, it's really cool.
0: I'm. This is just. I mean. I don't want to sit here and be like, I expected them to be best record in the AL. With, but I expect them to be around here. This is not how I thought they would get there. Obviously, I didn't think that Robert and Aloy would be out. I didn't think that Yasmani Grandel would be pimping a 139, 397, 354, 751 line. I mean, that's just unreal. But they're getting it done. I didn't think that they would be one of the worst teams in baseball at hitting home runs. And still have if you would have told me before the season started, Fids, that the White Sox would be one of, if not the worst team in baseball for hitting home runs, but they have the best record in the AL, I would have told you you started way too early today because there's no way I would think those two correlated. But it's it's happening, man. And it's a lot of fun though. Watching this team manufacture runs and shit is a lot of fun right now. Um and they're getting it from everybody. Everybody's contributing. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Lurie went on a little hot streak right there. So, all the Lurie Legend guys got their little boner for a little bit. Lambs ah. Lamb's hitting these weird random home runs, which, okay. T-80s. Sorry. Sorry. Yep.
2: Little, anybody remember that? No. Hold.
0: Yes. A lot of receipt pulling because as soon as Aloy and Robert went down, we saw some season over tweets, and remember, I even told you, feds I was like, I don't understand how you could do that. I don't understand how you could call yourself a fan of this team, and in the first week of the season, be like, "Season's over."
2: Alex, Alex makes an absolutely fantastic point here. He wants to see how they respond to the first major losing streak before making. I know the they turn. don't. I That's just don't want to
0: see one, but I
2: know it's going to happen. I get it. You're going to right. It's going to happen. I, I understand that. Now, here's my thing: is the sleepy old guy that everyone's worried about. A Don't. better, a better, a better option during rough patches than the fiery young, hubris-minded. Where well, all managers have ego, but uh, the the young hubris, the, the the AJ Hinch are those are the guys that are going to roll in the dugout. They've watched Bull Durham too many times. They want to go throw a bunch of bats into the middle of the clubhouse and tell everybody to wake TV up, Martinez. They've watched Major League a little bit too much. Or is it going to be like the old guy gone? I don't know. Figure it out, dude. You're You're trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I got I got, I need to go powder my ass. I'll be back. You, you figure it out. I'm not, I got to go see a thing about a thing. I oof, look at the client like the older guys don't care. You, you do your process. You get, you do you. And I think Tony LaRusse is a hands-off guy. Whereas a younger coach, like, a, like a Girardi, I can tell you for a fact, Girardi sucks in the clubhouse when his team struggles from experience, from the person that I've spoken to that played for them. He ruins a clubhouse. He was Mr. Excitable ego. Let's go. We're gonna do it. we're gonna bash our heads through it and get it done. You don't want that, man. In 162 games, you want the guys to go, you read the room, dude. Ass. Slide it off your ass. You'll figure it out, dude. You're fine. And I love that the guy I coached with, Coach Witt, same guy, same kind of guy, mentor. Literally, it's dude, the guy's gonna figure it out. He's a senior, he's a stud. He might be over his first twelve. Just let him play. He's gonna figure it out. Don't try and don't mess with his head. Let the dude work through his process. And I think the, the old guy lets the ship right better than the younger so- guy guys forces an issue, I think, a little bit more.
0: Here's the last thing, and I'm kind of mad at you for making me talk about La Russa again, but...
2: I'm just talking about the, but how they play into a bad streak.
0: One thing that I do want to say on the show recorded, I think Tony La Russa gets too much blame that's unearned, but I also think people give him too much credit for shit. I think it's a weird, weird thing with him right now, and I've never... It's just weird to me. The whole thing's just a fucking weird,
2: weird thing to think that a manager, it's been proven, a manager has no more than a plus two or minus two impact. Right. I don't 100%. get it. I don't get it. But over whatever. Time. But everyone was micromanaging, and there are people that wanted AJ Hinch and they wanted a guy that cheated in the World Series as opposed to allowed guys to do steroids. Well, How's he
0: doing in Detroit? I mean, Detroit, I thought Detroit would be a way better team than they are right now. <laughs> he
1: got a no hitter allowed the other night. Cool. So did six
2: other guys this year because they they're playing with a rag ball. but um, It's going to be a great story when the season's over. You guys are going to love the video. The DVD is going to be oh, classic. Yeah. We hope they include the tweets.
0: But right now, the White Sox, like I said earlier, because it's no secret, I gamble. And the White Sox don't lose two games in a row, which is fantastic. And I think that goes a lot to the character of this team. And hopefully... The losing streaks, losing streaks are definitely going to happen. White Sox Twitter is going to explode, but <laughs> it won't. It's just how do they lose one game and people start fucking?
2: Are you shitting me? They mad after a win, they've been odds. mad for wins. They're uh, yeah. death on their manager after a fourteen runs
0: fourteen runs and people want yeah, it, dude, it was Where weird. I? But, I mean, there's a lot of good Danny Mendick. I'm a I'm becoming a Danny Mendick fan. You know why? Because. He's a
2: fucking are ball a dis- Are you becoming a men disciple?
0: <laughs> I've always been a fan of Mendic, but I'm becoming a Danny oh, Mendic fan Mendick. because you know what? That guy's a fucking baseball player. He's a player's player. He just wants to be in Major League Baseball where they'll they could tell Danny Mendic he's pitching on Saturday and he'd be like, fuck it, let's ride. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they don't care. And those are baseball dogs. I don't I don't with. right. And I don't feel you know the same confidence I do when like Jose Abreu or Mancada's up at the plate when he's at the plate, but he'll still fucking go fucking yeah yeah. He hit a fucking grand slam against Minnesota. Like he's got some pop in his bat, and he's just he's a he's a. The White Sox got a lot of guys. Like uh, I mean, you got Danny Mendick, Larry Garcia, Billy Hamilton. Like these are the guys you need. On these are the guys that if you want to keep talking about world series DVDs, those are the guys that are in the DVD for like an hour. It's like a two hour DVD. They're in there for like six minutes, but like What's his name
2: on the bulls bench that everyone loved. Um, Do the, the towel guy guys. Always- oh, Jack oh. Haley. Oh God. Jack was it- Haley. Was it Jack Haley? I don't know. It's that guy. It's that he was it- Rodman's cheerleader. It's the 12th man yeah. on, with the towel on the bench. Those guys are just as when they're, they're the fun guys. But they're, they're the-
0: producing. They're doing their job. Like, you they're throw Billy Hamilton. There. Yeah, you're throwing Billy Hamilton in center field. He's making diving fucking catches. They're the yeah. Gary Oldmans of that or, roster. And the White Mamba. Performance players. The they're human actors. <laughs> the White Mamba, a.k.a. the Human Victory Cigar. <laughs> A-plus nickname right there. Um, but, like, Danny Mendick, you're putting him all over the place. He's doing his job. Fucking Jake Lamb's hitting home runs. You know what I'm saying? Like Brian
2: Scalabrini. Thank you, Beef. Brian Scalabrini.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought you got that. That's why he's the human victory cigar.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah.
0: But um, but these guys are getting it done. I mean, Zach Collins, I think, is playing above my expectations for him this year. I love that he's hitting a lot of doubles. Love that for him. Um, Love that for you. Um, (laughs) But like, beef. And I mean, it's even on the pitching side of things. We're seeing guys like Dylan Cease. I'm very very excited. You can tell through my 108 shirt how excited I am. But I am very excited to watch Dylan sees Garrett Cole.
2: Oh, that's gonna be nice. This is a that, whole good series this weekend. That's yes.
0: Well, yeah. Let's get into what we got coming up for the White
2: Sox so that we can got, talk. It's, it's Yankees, right? We can talk about the Cubs, right? We um, got the Yankees and the the, the Yankees well, for the stocks and the Cardinals with the Cubs, right? Is this, is this it's, at the two winning its franchises? It the is
0: the first what I call big boy stretch for the White Sox. Okay. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're in the Bronx. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they got the Cardinals on the South side. Okay. So the pitching matchups right now for the weekend look like we got Rodon Montgomery on Friday and then Saturday, 12.05, middle of the day. I love day drinking.
2: Is it the it's Fox gonna, News or Fox it's gonna, Game?
0: It's going to be a real bad day to be a Bush Light on Saturday because we got Dylan C's versus Garrett Cole. At 12.05 Central Time, I think it's just on Comcast Sports.
2: That's 10.05 my time. Do you understand that I'm going to have to get up 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and start drinking? Dude, oh, I'm, uh, okay. I am. Okay.
0: Yeah, but that is going to be a really fun game. And then Sunday, we got uh, Dallas Keiko versus uh, Talion.
2: Now, is but, that a, Sunday night games, the Cubs Cardinals, right? That's not the Yankees. I what? believe. No, that Sunday's a noon game, too. Okay, for you guys, but I'm saying the Sunday yeah. night ESPN game with the bad broadcasters. Yep, are they doing, oh, StatCast? Are they doing Statcast Sunday night? Does anybody know? Oh, please! Uh, I would please. guess, uh,
0: yes. But and then I mean we got the Tuesday, and I'm I'm little sneaker here. I'm trying to get tickets to the Tuesday game. I'm trying to work, uh, work because Tuesday is Battle of the Buddies, man. Giolito versus uh, Flattery. It's good stuff. I mean, high school teammates, are uh, very good friends, very good pitchers.
2: Expect their best. Expect their yeah. best.
0: They don't want to lose to their friend. It's like yep. if I was pitching yep. against Fids, we're both going out there and throwing until our arms fall off because we have nothing but love and respect for each other, but we want to beat the shit out of each other if mm-hmm. we play each
2: other. Um, funny too. Pete and I talked about this on, on the Tainted Glove. By the way, Flarity,
0: the Flarity,
2: there you go. Flarity, we're going to podcast. With I. Mr. Aloha, Mr. Han, and I on the Tainted Glove podcast. If You want to check it out? By the way, it's also the t- at it's at Flarity, that's what no, I thought.
0: It was, I thought it was Flarity.
2: Anyway, we talked about this too. Both teams are on the road this weekend. Chicago is barren this weekend with baseball. There's nothing to do in. Chicago baseball. And the Cubs are in C- St. Louis. The White Sox are in New York. And now, so what is everybody going to do this weekend? Mow their lawn. Finally. There's a lot <laughs> Set, of lawns.
0: i Sit in my garage and crush push There's lights.
2: A lot of lawns that need mowing right now. And everyone's going to hit their, they're going to do the, the, the yard work. They're, they're going to go drink moses with their, they're going to send their wives to brunch. They're going to, you don't have to worry about it. It's going to be nice. June 4th is Hawaiian shirt day. It's also, it's a, it's just really special. I really appreciate the White Sox making um, K-Fid's day. Also, Hawaiian shirt day at, at, at guaranteed rate field. That's Just hilarious. Also, K-Fid's day um, that night. So that I'll be is there. hilarious. We'll be there.
0: But, Young no, person. I mean, that's good baseball. I'm excited. Out of these six games, if the Sox will pull four out of six, that's a damn good, damn good stretch of games mm-hmm. because it's time to get outside of the division a little bit, play some of these better teams outside of the division. I don't really count that Angel series at the beginning of the year because it's the beginning
2: of the year. Um, it's but I'm mean, this is interesting too, though. Last year, they didn't get to do this, they didn't get to test themselves against anybody outside of right. that division, and now they're going to get a chance to really see where they're at, right? So, this is, pretty-
0: a, this is a really good six game stretch. Unfortunately, the Monday night game, which is uh Lynn versus Kim, is on ESPN, <laughs> but the rest of the games look like it's going to be uh the Stone Pony.
2: Down it, Pony.
0: Pony and Jason Panetti. But, um,
2: is it awkward that today someone did one of those like you have to have sex with your uh, your third at or whatever, and Steve Stone came up and I didn't flinch. I was like, cool.
0: Yeah, well, you definitely just where's, got blocked.
2: So. The, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> where's those socks? I'm, sh-
0: but yeah, I'm, this is a great weekend for socks fans. Hopefully, the end results equal, you know, the play on the field. The Yankees are coming in. Yankees are looking good lately, man. Where are they at?
2: Judge judge is having bunches. He's hitting homers a bunch. They're 25 and
0: 19. I mean, they're at a plus 15 run differential, but they're getting healthy at the right time.
2: And the good teams like them and the Dodgers are finally just, it's it's a matter of time. And the Padres. The Padres, too. It's a matter of time until the cream rises to the top. Blowing
0: my mind that people were just like writing off the Padres, like blah, blah, blah. But
2: the Dodgers or the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers like lost three games in a row and it was like totally you know, though right good. off the twins go for it it's fine I know Ozzie Smith did with that that, that Ozzie Guillen or Ozzie Guillen sorry Ozzy Smith We're calling <laughs> them guppies
0: and shit he's digging their grave on tv it's fucking awesome yeah I yeah. was loving
2: it so, so I know some people are now worried that like what happens when they're four and a half games back in August <laughs> yeah bulletin <laughs> board material just don't let them be there just kick their dicks in the dirt don't let them live right just suffocate them
0: but we also got a series to pay attention to this weekend. like As I mentioned, um, I believe, and I'm just going to confirm it before you all yell at me in the comment section. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we got um, Minnesota and Cleveland all weekend. Uh, don't know who's pitching for Minnesota, which is hilarious because they don't even know who the hell's pitching for them. But Cleveland's rolling out. Mackenzie Bieber and uh, Hentges. Hentges? That's Ant-
2: I love I love your pronunciations should be Ant- changed, should be industry standard. So like however you pronounce it, it should be changed. Oh yeah, 100 I'm just Mindicino, gonna say Mendicino like, would just be Mindig- I don't know, I don't know. No, he's just Frankie. Frank. Uh, <laughs> I the shirt from Frank.
0: It's all right. Ozzy had trouble pronouncing his name too. Ozzy was just calling him the hitting coach. They were talking yeah. about him, and Ozzy's like, I just call him hitting coach. It was awesome. <laughs> um yeah, but, man. yeah, that's a great series. Beat the shit out of each other. Hopefully, Minnesota can take two out of three there so the White Sox can just get a nice little cushion in the mm-hmm. AL Central. But all in all, man, things are good right now for so- – I'm very excited for this series this weekend. It's the Yankees, dude. It's I don't care if they were in dead last place. It's still the Yankees, dude. It's still the Bronx. still mm-hmm. the house that Ruth built. It's still the pinstripes. It's still the, It's it's the fucking Yankees. And if you like baseball, like I – I love baseball. Baseball is, you know, a big part of my life. And it's just it's the fucking Yankees dude. Mickey Mouse is my favorite player of all time. Like it's the fucking Yankees, dude. Like And
2: this, the thing you're looking at this too is you're you're again, the White Sox are or a franchise that is uh, that is an up and coming franchise right now in the game. Yes. Right now, obviously. And so whenever there's an up and coming franchise in the game, um you always look at of course the standard, which is the Yankees. They won't have or whatever twenty, some odd whatever. I don't even want to twenty seven rings, bro. And brah. And so they, um, you know, you look at that, and it's always a good like when you have that team, it's always nice to to cut the throat of the Yankees. Like it's all the Yankees. Like when you're when you have a team that's playing well, like 2016. You know, I would love to watch the Cubs that year go against the Yankees. Why? Because it's like it's our time. You guys have had a lot of time. Yeah. But this is our time. And so beating up on that that standard bearer, I guess you want to call it, mm-hmm. is really good. And that's the thing about this weekend too. Like with the Cubs, the Cubs are playing the other. You know, the National League's. New York I mean, no one's near the right. Yankees if there is one, it's the St. Louis Cardinals, yes and whenever you know I mean it, not to mention the fact that it's an actual like genuine rival it it, it goes into the again the, the I
0: hate the Cardinals I don't know I, why I just have this like unhealthy hatred for the Cardinals
2: and it's because Cardinal fans are tool bags that's I mean it's probably it, it pretty easy I mean they're just they're 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 insufferable they're not like Dodger fans where they're kind of casual. They're, no, they're, they're still so
0: and they're racist, dude. they you, really,
2: you said it, not me, but you're not wrong. No,
0: yeah, and it's not all of them. I because I, I I hate when people put an entire mm-hmm. fan base into one one jar. But they're more known for it on per social capita. media. Yeah, per capita. <laughs> but it's the Yankees, dude. And you know what? This is when the White Sox are going to get national attention because. The Yankees could take a crap in a bag and light it on fire on the mound, and they'll show that highlight 50 times on ESPN. So showcase
2: time, showcase and, time. Showcase and
0: time. the players know that. Mm-hmm. Eloy Jimenez played great in the Bronx last, or the last time they were there. That's where he got his first home run. Um, but but. You, if you don't think guys like Yoan Moncada, Tim Anderson, like guys that. Like that spotlight, like that national attention, are trying to build their own personal brands, aren't going to try to hit that next gear in this series. You're fucking nuts.
2: Now, keep an eye on it too, because this is the old phrase, right? Don't get caught looking at the pinstripes. Right. This is a phrase that everyone has used playing the Yankees for decades. And this is the White Sox opportunity. Now, the White Sox actually wear pinstripes sometimes, so that's kind of cool. But um, the idea is that you are now facing the Yankees in their house. If this is your. This is the great test where are you guys going to roll in here and what happens when you're facing the standard? And that's just, this is what makes it so exciting is that the White Sox now have an opportunity to flex, to, to go out there and showcase. Again, like you said, the Yankees, you take a dump in a basket and that basket is legitimately going to win an Emmy. So you know it's the Yankees dump basket and this is where the White Sox now are going to get prime it's going to be that you know you're going to see a lot of uh, you know coverage of it you're going to see a lot of national conversations they're going to talk about the White Sox the drama you White Sox fans prepare for it Oh, of the weekend is going to be the Tony Larusso stuff just get ready for it cuz the New York media is going to push it because mm-hmm. the New York media Carries the water for the Yankees just as much as most of Chicago Cubs media carries it for the Cubs, and White Sox media likes to twist the knife and just really piss off and troll White Sox fans. That's what I pretty mm-hmm. much am at this point. So get ready for it; it's coming. But don't let it take away from the joy of going out there and beating the shit out of the Yankees. Do it, uh, do it, do That'd be it. Awesome. You know Enjoy who's ready? It.
0: You know who's ready for New York? This yeah. guy, this guy's ready for New York, baby. Go so with
2: a with a with an all time tweet as well with the uh, before hitting a homer and after hitting a homer. Yeah, fantastic ben. tweet. Go like it. He only had twenty five hundred likes on it. Go add uh, to
0: where it. Where are we at on it right now? We're at three hundred eight retweets and two point seven k likes.
2: Well, speaking so, yeah. of 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 the you know uh, again franchises that have had the success, can we talk a little bit about the Cubbies and what we're going?
0: Should we just leave magical there? That could be Aldo
2: for. Yeah, the that is Aldo. So this is this yeah. is Aldo. So that's like, all. way to put like a like a. We could maybe. I don't know. If we, I wish we could put like Aldo under like his little name, but yeah, that's Aldo. Us that gold chain. That actually, that gold chain actually is one of those thin ones that most of us wear, but it's on magical, so it looks thick mm-hmm. as shit. So, but the White Sox are the you know the White Sox have the Yankees. The Cubs are shifting on to the uh, to, to the Cardinals. And this is the first time the Cubs have played the Cardinals all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're trailing the Cardinals. What is it? I think at this point, I think it's two and a half games. Is it three and a half games? I'm not. I got you. I got you. Um, We're all well, about stats dude, and facts. We have uh, stats and facts. Correct me. That's the last thing I want. Um, as of three games, back, three games back.
0: Three games back.
2: And the Cardinals have played today or are they still going? They have played, so they're good. They're off today. So Cubs have the Cardinals. They're got three games back going into a three-game series in St. Louis. The Cubs have an opportunity to either take two of three, which two of three will give them at least a game in the standings. A sweep obviously would put them in first place. Um, you know, that's a really big situation. I don't ever look for a sweep. I'm always looking for winning series. So if the Cubs can go out there, especially on the road, you steal game one and then you, you know, you split, you know, games two and three in the rubber game, you win that rubber game on Sunday on foot, on, you know, on, on national television. The mm-hmm. Cubs have a really good, I think, again, with what the Cubs are going through right now, when you look at what the Cubs have done, uh, especially since April 13th, the Cubs' offense was historically bad. And then something happened at midnight on, on April 12th or April 13th. <clears throat> <Nico> Horner, <clears throat> excuse me uh i think mm-hmm. i said Nico Horner, but um anyway so the at that Nico. point the cubs have one of the top three offenses in baseball period um and the cubs are playing very good baseball but Aldo and i had our little stretch where we we're like hey we'll judge the cubs after the end of the stretch they finished that stretch a little bit i think one game over 500 they were that means that they're they're legit imagine if they had an ace it'd be cool if like they had like a u darvish or whatever anyway but they're now heading with the you know they're heading into this three game set um and they, you know, they're looking at a uh, a Cardinals team that's playing good baseball. I mean, I I, I hate to say it because it's the Cardinals, but right. they're 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 one of the better teams in the National League right now. And this is the great test for the Cubs. The Cubs have this, you know, they just took three or four from the Nats. Um, prior to that, I think they had won what did they they. Uh, I mean, they, they, what is it? The last ten games? I think they're seven and three in the last ten. Who the uh, Cubs? No, they're not. Sorry, five and five. Sorry, but their last. Uh, let's see here. Let's look at the the calendar hold on i want to make sure i do. I got, got right. all the
0: stats up here man just ask you got them keep talking i got it all
2: man so since last friday of the 14th they're one and one two and one three and one four and one four and two five they're five and two five and two so like again they're they're five and two in their last seven heading into the Cardinals. so they're playing good baseball again they're putting teams away and they're starting to find their bullpen which is really big which means you know, you've got a lot of younger guys like Justin Steele, who has a little bit of an injury today, but you've got these younger guys popping in. The Cubs are finding their Bridgers in the fifth, sixth inning, seventh inning. And they, of course, once you're in a game, you can get it to the seventh and you can get to the eighth inning. You've got Chaffin, Chaffin, you got Andrew Chaffin. And then you've got, of course, uh, the beauty that is, you know, Craig Kimber, who's been lights out this year as a closer. So really for the Cubs, it's been of how can we get to the seventh or eighth inning with a lead? The offense is starting to put it up there. You know, I think the red series really kicked it off. They had that huge soft beer league softball game where they both teams scored like 13, 14. God
0: damn it. Miguel Sano just hit a grand slam. He is hot.
2: He is hot. Um, fat fuck. But, uh, this is a good, this is a good situation for the Cubs. So, I mean, like, again, like with the white Sox, they're, they're, they're out there trying to, to showcase their superiority and trying to show that they are the elite team in the league, the team to beat the Cubs are trying to show that, that they, uh, that they're back, like you know what I mean. So like mm-hmm. they have something to fight for, and I I like this Cubs team, um, for that reason. I think that they 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 could have mailed it in. You know, they, this is very easy. They say, oh, they're just going to trade Chris and Javi and Rizzo, and it's all just a sale, and we could just give it up. But you have players like Matt Duffy and Nico Horner that are going out there and and they are busting their ass and now jock your boy jock is on fire everything he hits right now is a scud missile he's gonna start he if you can bet every game for the next week until he hits a jack jock's gonna hit it he's gonna leave the yard he might leave the yard tomorrow he's hitting hard baseballs 100 and miles. he's growing a mustache and he's growing a really really bad one though too it's yeah. like a he looks like a cabbage patch kid with some like uh fuzz but he uh he's getting hot so like again this offense is there it's just a matter of will the starting pitching hold uh, Kyle Hendricks is starting to throw well. He's starting to kind of just get in. Adam Davies, we saw today, I told you this before the game, bet the over on this game because you knew that, you know, Trevor Williams was going to give up some runs. Under hit. You, you what? Under hit. The under hit for the total? Yeah. The whole game? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was 10, wasn't it? Or was it six? Oh, it was six to three. Shit. Okay. Well, yeah. It was
0: five to two was the game. It was only oh, seven. Five to two yeah. final. Five to over two. under
2: was ten and a half. Oh, okay. And the wind was blown out. That's right. Well, anyway, well. Trevor Williams started it slow, but mm-hmm. anyway, he's been he's been you know on and off, hit and miss. So the Cubs, you know, starting rotation for the Cubs, needs to get it going. If the uh, if the Cubs' rotation can get the get the game to the fifth inning, maybe the sixth inning, the offense will give them something. It's not like it used to be. This isn't that same. The Cubs have not done the disappearing offense trick, and it, it feels you know knock on wood in you know, what feels like forever. It has been consistent because what they've done now is they've peppered in non-three-outcome guys into that lineup now. you got a Nico. You've got a, a Duffy. You know, Ian Happ is actually starting to heat up now. He's got two jacks today, too. Um, you've got guys that are no longer just, you know, it's not just a three-outcome lineup, and all of a sudden, things are starting to work. This is why you need two or three contact guys, like a Nick Magical, a Nico Horner, a, a Matt Duffy, a, you know, You need those guys. You need them to break up the monotony of guys that are going to swing and miss. And the Cubs are starting to figure that out. David Ross is starting to write better lineups. Mm -hmm. He's feeling his bullpen better. And so you're getting.
0: It's weird when you add contact guys to your lineup. Yeah. What happens when you add contact guys? But one thing I do want to bring up, you, uh, you can splurge a little bit here about Nico's glove, dude. Homeboy is throwing Whoa. it down
2: with the leather out there. Jesus. He I will say this and I, he doesn't have the arm. Okay. Nope. And this but is not a second, He's a second baseman, but he's a shortstop. What I'm saying is if if you were to put I would put I would take his lateral range mm-hmm. over Hobbys. Hobby's mm-hmm. got a better arm. Um, but Nico Horner gets to baseball so especially to his left. His first twitch is his I'm sorry. His first twitch is exponentially if you don't know what a first twitch is, it's that first movement. That mm-hmm. reaction time, his first twitch is faster than Javi's. And Javi is fast with his twitch. Right. Javi, though, he gets rid of the ball so quick, and he get, he's able to get that arm slot with good velocity. That's the difference between those two guys. Nico's going to get to balls that Javi can't get to. The problem is Javi has that arm. Nico's not going to always be able to make some of those throws from short. But mm-hmm. Nico is showcasing that... A Javi Baez trade, maybe it's a deadline. Maybe the Dodgers need a shortstop. They've lost. They've lost their their starting shortstop with a broken hand. And they maybe want to pay. That situation is just as you know, just like if Chris were traded, Matt Duffy can hold it down at third. Like I, I, I hate to say that, but you have guys that are showing themselves, which makes for good for Jed because now Jed can say, "Sell me. Why should I? Why should I get rid of these guys?" And the I just, is, yeah. I
0: just want to bring up something very funny right now on Thursday night. Jacob deGrom is doing a rehab start in A-ball. He's pitched three innings and has eight strikeouts. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even fair. I just want to see video of this so bad because if I found some kid born in the early 2000s and I'm sitting there like, well, shit. This is what I get. <laughs> well, there you go, kid. I was
2: just <laughs> playing this guy on
0: MLB The Show last night. Right. This, this oh. is what you got to get. Good at hitting, kid. Well, even major leaguers aren't good at hitting him. But yeah, that's pretty funny. But
2: so the, the thing with the Cubs right now, too, and I'm sure I'm sure Aldo would want to touch on this if he could ever, you know. Um, all those pretty much tapped out. Did his AOL kick out? All right. Well, yeah. Gosh, but you look at the Cub stats, and again, I've been hard on them hobby buys is also having one of those statistical anomaly style seasons. I mean, he's he's <laughs> sitting two sixty three. He's got ten homers, twenty eight RBI, but he's got a two ninety nine on base percentage. He's hit hit 10 homers and he has an 825 OPS. Like he has 15 extra base hits, and he still has a his OPS because it's either you get on or you don't, which is so weird. He's like the reverse Yasmani. Like he's he's the guy that only K's or only puts the ball in play and doesn't walk and has a weird stat line that's like on pace for 270 strikeouts and he's still on pace to hit like you know like 40 homers and drive in like 120 runs or whatever it's it's insane so he's doing what he does but you know he's not a guy that you want in a bases loaded situation with the game on the line if you've got a guy in the bump that's really good because he's going to work he's going to beat him but he's doing what he does which is good Rizzo's getting a little hot although his back is kind of flared up Wilson Contreras got hot thinks he he went against Lester on Monday which was great John Lester Kyle Schwarber you know, even Starlin Castro hit a homer. Oh, hell, yeah, it was like a reunion. But Rizzo banged his back up a little bit. But uh, Contreras got hot starting, you know, with, with Lester on Monday, and he hasn't slowed down. He's all of a sudden, you got the He's yeah. great. Jock is hot. This is a Cubs lineup that's the Cubs could feasibly sweep, but I think they're going to take two or three from the Cardinals. This is a team that then that moves into an off day after that series and then takes on the Pirates, which will be a great get right after that. Even if they suck in the Cardinals series, they can always slump bust on Tuesday with the Pirates.
0: So you know who's doing pretty good? This is a kid named Chris Bryant.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, a one I point. I was going to bring him up. I know. I brought him up because a 1.017 pretty. OPS, that's pretty solid. 308 uh, batting average, decent. 10 home runs at this point in the season, good for tied for fifth. 26 RBIs, OBP of 401, slugging 615. I'm pretty sure a lot of those Cubs fans that were saying trade KB are pretty happy
2: they didn't trade KB right now. I would say that half of them are. The other half say, "Awesome, he's got good value. Trade him." They're still, they still you're holding that line. They're never gonna, they're never gonna change. But you're an it. idiot, then. I mean, I, I, I got another. I rookie, you can't get a, a prospect that that's going to be a sure thing, as no. much as a sure thing as what Chris is doing right now, playing multiple positions. He's played left, center, right, third, first. I mean, he almost pitched probably in that Rizzo game, which would have been I would have been terrified, and I know Mike's terrified anytime he pitches. Have a good oh. night, Willie. But uh, Willie, Willie's got you know it's well for Willie it's four forty two only so it's really early but I'm sure Willie's at work and he's got to mm-hmm. go get that rush hour traffic there in SoCal. But um, anyway, so that's that, That's where the Cubs are kind of sitting at. But the uh, the big the big thing is that I think Chicago baseball right now both teams are playing good baseball. Both teams mm-hmm. are now relevant in the game, and I think that this is a very good time for Chicago baseball. Especially now, what what is the capacity at, at the stadiums there in Chicago? 60 percent. So 60% we're getting there. What is the, you know, I think I saw something today that something about maybe tailgates maybe be uh, permitted here. Well, it really doesn't really matter, but for guaranteed rate field, having a tailgate's a nice.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's huge for the lot B crew and everything. And that's usually, that's to me, that's where you get to see everybody. Cause when you're in the game, you're sitting in your seats and you, you want to watch the fucking game uh, unless you're, you know, sitting anywhere near the vicinity of Beefloaf, who just sits there with his hand up in the air like this and people just come by and, you know, and by <laughs> he's like a, the godfather, he's he his hand and like, yes, ask for you, favors. Welcome to section 108. nah, no, I'm just playing, but I'm just when you're in the game, you're like sitting there, you know, you're watching the game. You really only talk to the people sitting in your immediate area, but those tailgates is like I told you uh, when we were talking about when you're coming into Chicago, it's like the scene in anchorman when they do the news channel gang fights except not as violent but like you'll be I like oh there's the 108 guys over there oh there's the locked on guys over there oh there's socks machine you know it's like it's I really cool yeah i can't I, hope-
2: I, need, I need that i need that for speed like a speed dating in the 108 for me because i want to go say hi to so many different people right That's it's like speed dating for me because I'm, I'm a wanderer anyway in the ballpark i'm sure i hope there's not as many regulations as far as like Saying hi to people. I don't know how that works. I don't even know what that is. Right. I might That's need some true. like Hitler. Stop, dude. You can't do that because I'm like I want to go hug everybody and say hi to everybody. And you're I'm coming in what? Everybody. You're coming in June. Yeah, June fourth is the game that I'll be at. I'll be at yeah. the game on June fourth. By the
0: by, the time you June, will be there too. By the time June fourth comes around, uh, I think you'll be okay with as far as rules
2: and regulations. I don't. Mm,
0: mm, I don't know about tailgating. I don't know if they'll pull the trigger on that by then.
2: Well, then we'll go in a dark alley and drink out of a paper bag, or we'll go to just – No, we'll just go to Cork at the or Park and, or yeah. whatever. Cork and, no, Cork and – Cork and Kerry. Kerry, Cork and carry, carry No, yeah, But, I mean, it'll Come be fine. with me. Buy me a beer. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, well, I we if just I ever gotta, buy a beer, – I'd be too many people to buy beers if I bought We beers. just got to keep you upright
2: for nine innings. I have to be on a boat the next morning at eleven a.m. too. Like we're going on a, boat <laughs> That's a party. Terrible idea. So that means just... the next morning is definitely going to be a like a like a energy drink, some Dramamine, and then uh, I don't well, know. That is just a Go buy
0: some crack or something. I don't know. That is just not a good idea. I did um... that, man. The
2: first the, until kidding, you kids, you guys just got to drink. Yeah, drink fast. To, then, then, then you're good. Because on the boat in Cabo, I that was hungover that day. I'm like, this is not going to be good. I'm going to puke overboard. And then I'm like, yeah, uh, a couple, couple margaritas later, I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Vid's puking in the boat
0: is like minus five thousand right now. Betting,
2: really? Like, yes. Puking the boat in Cabo, and I was eating like ceviche and like shrimp. That which I is don't know. You, do you don't remember?
0: think you don't think all these people that are coming to the game in the comments are, like their one goal is just to get you just try it? Yeah. I dare you. Yeah, you might want to leave your uh your pen at home that day. Just stick straight booze, cause.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I might. Well, yeah,
0: you're yeah, better. but I don't know. It's a good time for Chicago baseball, man. It's good shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's awesome that both teams are playing well. And I don't know. It's just I'm. I can't get over. It. I'm so excited for this series this weekend. I just love it when they play the Yankees. So. It's
2: a- Oh yeah, My dad's mayor. Go Yankees. Sorry, yeah. I that Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris Farley. So good. But the best part about this too, dude, and you guys are gonna enjoy this. You know, for all the fans, especially. You know, look, I, I'm gonna say it every week because I ha- I feel like I have to. Because again, I'm a I've been a huge fan of White Sox Twitter even as a Cub fan. You not know, have fan. to say it, but I'm gonna say it because I feel compelled. Because I tell people, you know what, a good friend is someone that tells people what they want need to hear, not what they want to hear. <laughs> and I'm gonna say this right now: White Sox Twitter, love each other. I fell in love with you guys because of the community that you guys have. Take it back. Step off from the ledge. Start loving up on each other again. Stop these damn beefs and just, just love one another again because guess what? You guys are the best team in baseball. Sleepy manager or not, you guys are all in the same boat. You might be on different parts of the boat, but you're the same boat. All right. And if you're not on the same boat, this thing is, if if you're not together on this boat, it's going to make for A, a shitty cruise and B, the, sh- the ship may sink down with the pressure of expectation. So enjoy this stuff. Enjoy each other. Enjoy the debates. Debate lineups. Have fun with it. But let's be nice to each other. Let's love each other. That's the biggest thing that I could say is right now. Even,
0: that's my thing, though. People don't even debate anymore. It's like, oh, you don't agree with me? Fuck you. Like,
2: and that's society as a whole, too. And I yeah. think it takes, it, takes, it, it takes little things to equal big things. And I think if it starts with a small amount of people, it'll extend to larger amounts of people. But you got to be persistent with it. Just be nice to each other, guys. You guys... Everyone's we're all in this together, like honestly. And so I don't know. I'm just trying, but also fuck the Cardinals. Oh big time. Yeah. So if you're from Green Bay, you can suck it. But 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 everybody else. Yep. Just everybody else.
0: So uh hopefully everybody has a good weekend. We got a lot of good baseball this weekend on both sides of town. Um and then make sure you're following us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. Uh Aldo is not dead, he just doesn't have internet. So he'll be back next week. Make sure you follow all three of us. All of our individual tags are in the bio. And while you're there, you might as well click the other link and buy a shirt or support the show. Somebody um, send,
2: me send me some alert. Somebody send me Malort. Dude, you're going to
0: be here in less than a month. Just get it your damn self. Don't tell me. Um, so, yeah, let's wrap it up now. Uh, coming up right after us, uh, Josh and okay. Jim, the – no, socks Machine.
2: Oh, Sox Machine. That's
0: right. Sox Machine's coming up after us. And then after them, you got the good old boys in the 108. So strap it down. I have a feeling they're going to talk a lot more about season tickets and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, appreciate talking to all you guys tonight. And uh love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Be good, guys. Be nice humans. Oh, shoot. All those not here, I gotta add it.
3: Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Rig Leo, I guarantee. So the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the ball game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bars, This is what you're waiting for, yeah. Can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar yeah. out to the bar